Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? I'm proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who will win. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! Ohio, and welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds, and that man over there is Sergeant MVP, Aaron Brown, and you are you, and we're so thankful to have you with us again tonight as we preview the biggest game so far on Ohio State's schedule. It is number I think we're what six or seventh in the in the AP right now, Ohio State, yeah. and Notre Dame's what Nine. ninth. Yep. So this is a big one. Top 10 matchup on the road in South Bend. This is a big game, not only for us, but also for them. Their fan base is riled up, which I hope you all got to see that video with John Kennedy from Always Irish. If you haven't, go back and watch that. Uh, you'll see it right there on our YouTube page. Speaking of YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up, like, and share. That really does uh, uh, help out the, the channel. And if you haven't already, what are you doing? Subscribe for this ring thing. Ring the bell so you get notified every time. My goodness. What are you, crazy? Also, we're on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, X, which apparently now that we're going to be charged for here real soon, uh, X at The Ohio Pod, uh, podcast, The Ohio Podcast, and we are, our, or no, excuse me, at The Ohio Pod. I guess I should get that straight. Uh, Facebook at The Ohio Podcast, and we are the official OHIO, Ohio State Podcast, of fan-sided Scarlet and Game. Go in there, search that on Google, Scarlet and Game. 
articles pop up by my, myself and other great writers. Read about Ohio State every single day. And we are also the official Ohio State podcast of Big Banter Sports. Go to BigBanterSports.com, and there you will see all 14 podcasts from Big Ten teams, including ours right here. Guys, let's go ahead and dive into tonight's show by breaking down some history, some stats, some film, and then we'll give our predictions tonight. So let's go with up first. How about this? Just so everybody's aware of what's going on this Saturday, 730 NBC. That's where you can find this game. You'll find it on NBC, 730 p.m., don't want to miss that. Here is Ohio State, Notre Dame by the numbers. This is game number eight in the series. Ohio State leads the series five games to two. The Buckeyes have won five in a row. Last loss to Notre Dame was in 1936. Chris, that's even older than you, buddy. Not I was going to ask him, <laughs> what, what was that year like? <laughs> <laughs> last meeting in Columbus was, of course, last year. Ohio State won that game 21-10. to Last meeting in South Bend was 1996. I think we all remember that one. Even young Aaron, who was probably, what, uh, fifth grade? Uh, I was actually eight years old. I was in second grade. Oh, my gosh. Second grade. <laughs> yeah, but I remember it. 29 to 16 was that victory. Uh, largest margin of victory happened the year before in the horseshoe in 1995. We won by 19 points. And then the largest margin of defeat was that 1936 loss. It was by five points. Uh, obviously, we just said the lo- longest win streak over Notre Dame is five. Notre Dame's longest win streak over us was the first two. And there's something interesting about that. Uh, one of those losses. I believe it was the first one. Ohio State actually had the lead. They took out their starters before the start of the fourth quarter, and the rules back then were you were not allowed to put go back into the game if you were taken out. So we did not have our starters in in the fourth quarter, and they came back and beat us. Crazy. Uh, Ryan Day's record against Notre Dame is 1-0. Marcus Freeman's record against his alma mater, Ohio State, is 0-1. Speaking of those seven games, here's how they looked. 18-13 in 1935. Look at that score in 1936. Woo, what a doozy. 7-2. to My goodness. Solid. Night, I'm a game. <laughs> I was going to say, is Kirk Ferentz involved in this? He, he might have been. He, he might around. have been. <laughs> he, he, he was actually uh, a grad assistant at the time. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. 1995, 45-26. That was the big one. 96, 29, and 16. 2006, that was the um bowl game in 2006 when AJ Hawk um put Brady Quinn in the hospital just about. 34 to 20. We saw the 2016 game also. That one was in Glendale, Arizona. Uh 44 to 28. Uh and uh 2022, that was last year, 21 to 10. Chris, break down some statistics for us. You want to start with Ohio State or Notre Dame? Let's start with Ohio State, Eric. And Ohio State comes in the 21st ranked offense, averaging 494.7 yards per game. They have the 16th best passing attack in the nation at 318 yards per game. That, of course, is led by Kyle McCord. McCord is 53 of 76, 815 yards, six touchdowns, and an interception on the year. They have the 66th best 
uh, rushing attack in the nation at 156.7 yards per game. The rushing duties have been heavy with Travion Henderson this year. 30 rushes, 191 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, receiving, we've had Marvin Harrison lead the way receiving with 14 catches, 304 yards, 21.7 yards per catch, three touchdowns. And of course, opposite him is Emeka Egbuka, 12 receptions, 167 yards, and three touchdowns. But guys, we are not all offense this year. Ohio State actually comes in with the second-ranked overall defense in the nation, only allowing 223.6 yards per game, 140.3 pass yards, which is 7th, 83.3 rushing yards, which is 20th. And guys, maybe most impressive, Ohio State is allowing only a whopping 6.7 points per game. So what we're talking about there is under a touchdown per game. You know, that is a beautiful thing to see. Now, I will acknowledge our friends at Notre Dame have looked quite impressive on the way to being 4-0. They've handled easily Navy, Tennessee State, North Carolina State, and Central Michigan. Notre Dame is the 16th-ranked offense in the nation. They're averaging 508.8 yards per game. They're 20th in passing at 304.3 yards per game. Of course, that's led by Sam Hartman. The transfer has 64 or completed 64 of 90 passes for 1,061 yards and 13 touchdowns without an interception. They actually have the 26th best rushing attack in the nation at 204.5 yards per game. Now, Audric Estime. Estime. Estime, thank you. Well, as you know, Eric, we are uncultured swine here. That is is. facts. Hashtag facts. Send it. Audric Estime has 63 carries for 521 yards, five touchdowns. The receiving is led by Chris Tyree with eight receptions for 216 yards, two touchdowns. The receptions leader is Jaden Thomas. He has 12 receptions for 188 yards, one touchdown. And guys, don't sleep on that tight end. Holden Stoss only has six catches for 123 yards, but guys, those six catches, four of them have been touchdowns. So he is a go-to guy in that red zone. Defensively, hey, Notre Dame's not looking too bad on defense either. They are fourth in total defense, allowing 234.2 points per game. They're fourth best against the pass only allowing 126.8 yards per game, only surrendering 107.5 rushing yards per game. They're 15th in scoring defense at 11.8 points per game. So overall, I think two very similar offenses, two very similar defenses. Something has got to give this weekend. Now, I didn't really break down the defensive stats per se, just because, guys, with the exception of the tackles leader, which Jack Kaiser leads uh, Notre Dame with 26 tackles, Tommy Two Thumbs has 20 for Ohio State. <laughs> Guys, it, it is just a group effort. Ohio State has, what, six guys with a sack. One sack. No one has more than one sack on either team. Uh, three interceptions for Ohio State, all by different players. Forced fumbles. We've got four, all by different players. And you look at Notre Dame, and it's the same thing. 
As I mentioned, Jack Kaiser's their big tackle guy, but they have five sacks, five different guys. You know, they've got uh, four interceptions, four different guys. So this is a real group effort on both defenses. So I think we're just going to have to see how it plays out. Taking the stats and the history into account, Aaron, can you glean anything from that as far as what we can expect moving forward in this game? I think it's just going to come down to the matchup between the lines, um, the experience factor between – or the experience difference between Hartman and McCord is going to play a factor as well. And it depends on if our defensive line can finally get home. Uh, they did quite well against Western Kentucky, but they're not Notre Dame. Uh, and as some of the clips – or one of the clips that I show uh, in the film breakdown uh, prove they're not bulletproof, they're not 10 feet tall. Hartman can get got, all right? Mm -hmm. We just have to get there. And the the clip I showed was actually uh, North Carolina State's interior, which just so happens to be our strength on the D-line. Secondary is also going to be a huge, huge factor. They're going to have to maintain their level of play. Chris, after breaking down all of those statistics, do you feel that there's an advantage one way or the other? Well, this for this is the thing for me, Eric. And um, in, in deep diving into this, these numbers, each of these teams has put up some pretty lofty numbers. Do you know that neither team has, as we've talked about, uh, you know, off the uh, podcast here, more than uh, one win against an FBS school? I mean, so really, I don't think we have really seen either of these teams challenged. What I will say is. I feel like Ohio State's a little bit better prepared to face a top-quality quarterback, having faced the young man from Western Kentucky last week who is a legitimate NFL talent. Austin Reed. Austin Austin Reed, Reed, yes. I feel that they actually have an advantage having faced a legitimate passing attack. Mm. Uh, I know that two of the teams which Notre Dame faces – do not even average like a hundred a game or yards a game passing. So I think it's going to be something for them to see. If we see the Kyle McCord we saw against Western Kentucky, I kind of feel like that's advantage Ohio state. I really do. Um, I, I guess we just have to wait and see. My gut instinct tells me though, our defense has the advantage having played against a top notch quarterback. All right, let's dive into the film, Aaron. We have a big game this week with Notre Dame. There was a lot of film to break down. They've had one more game than us, Mm -hmm. so they have a little bit more film out there. Although, as we were discussing in the pre-show, Notre Dame is not exactly the kind of film that you can really relate to. So, um, when there's Notre Dame or 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 Navy Navy. versus Navy versus Ohio State, Um, yeah. (laughs) apples and oranges i guess i mean so not really much there in that film we can break down but you know the the nc state game and then their most recent one with uh, the chippewas of central michigan we have a couple pieces we want to show you we will put them on loop for you all so while aaron is describing this play and talking us through it you're just going to watch it over and over and over again aaron set up this first one for us 
All right, so in the first clip, you know, first of all, I want to preface it by saying Notre Dame runs the typical spread offense uh, zone blocking schemes. Occasionally, they'll hit you with the split zone block. Um, but in this particular uh, clip, I wanted to show just how, like, I don't know how to uh, – how good uh, Sam Hartman is at scrambling and extending the play – and the intelligence of the wide receivers of Notre Dame, they're pretty darn good, Eric. Like, they're they are legit, okay? Uh, I'm not saying they're MHJ or Emeka, but uh, they'll get the job done. And what this shows is they don't give up on plays, okay? So it's going to be integral that our secondary doesn't either. And I, I, I recognize that our secondary has kind of been the strong suit of our defense so far this season, but this game is going to be extra important. Okay, because Notre Dame will take shots downfield. They are not afraid to do it, and they'll do it early. Uh, but by the same token, if a play gets busted like this one, uh, the quarterback will run. He'll he'll open up the play, extend the play. Wide receivers, uh, right? Ugh. Wide receivers will get open. They will find themselves behind the defense, just like you're seeing in this clip. Yeah, three man rush. I noticed that. Um, yeah, all that all. All day to throw. I noticed that. But I will give this. That was a really nice throw on the run. Yeah, it was an excellent. I'm t the, the guy's talented. You know, I know that. I Look, you sent the clip the other night of their podcast talking trash. You know, uh, they completely took what I said out of context. But, hey, kudos oh, yeah. to them, right? Right. Uh, that was just simply me not remembering the guy's name. But, hey, you do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the kid is talented. He 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 can sling the rock a little bit. I don't know if we should use the word kid. He's twenty four years old. You're right. He's been playing college football for at least ten years. <laughs> he's at least he's an he's as I heard someone say on the radio today, he is an NFL quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback playing college football. Now, not saying that he's a starting NFL quarterback, but he is an NFL quarterback playing college football. And when you put on the film, like we see right here, it's evident. Uh, maturity, experience, been in a lot of big games, played a lot of football, okay? You're, the difference between him and McCord, you're looking at it right here. It's called experience, reps. This is where McCord's going to be by probably, I'm saying, the end of this year. Um, but uh, look, you just look at him. I mean, patience. Looked up. Look, he looked at. This is probably his fourth or fifth option right here, and then makes the nice play. Well, the fact is, you know, a three-man rush like this should not have happened. You get when you got eight guys dropped in coverage like this right here. This should never ever happen. Interesting though, that lineman almost looks like he was downfield. By the end of that play, look at the top of the screen. By the end of that play, that lineman starts to run a little bit, and he's way over the line of scrimmage. And he was. It, look, see, he's five, oh, almost four or five yards there. How far do you have to be the downfield to be an ineligible receiver like that? So it's one yard before the play or before the pass is thrown. So he was actually – He was about three yards downfield at the time the ball was thrown. So that should have came One, back. two, yeah, at least two and a half, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's talk about this next one, Aaron. Let's uh, let's 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 break down this next film. This one is going to be um, uh, the sack here. So 
Uh, same game, NC State and Hartman this time doesn't avoid a pass rush and and gets hit pretty hard. And obviously this is one where we as Ohio State fans, we want to see a lot of this play right here. Yeah, and I, I selected this clip because I wanted to show that Notre Dame is not invincible, okay? This is North Carolina State we're talking about, all right? I think we're a little bit better than that. No disrespect to the Wolfpack, but I, I just feel it in my bones. We're just a little bit better, all right, talent-wise and coaching. So for them to get home on Notre Dame the way they did, now don't get me wrong, I think they rushed like six on this play. Yeah, there was six, a de- delayed blitz from way back with the safety, free safety position. Yeah, six will beat five every day of the week. I'm going to let you know that. So, you know, it's this is kind of a uh, – you know, high dividend or low yield type situation where, you know, Jim Knowles has played or called plays very aggressively this season. So uh, this is a situation where if we don't get home, Notre Dame's going to make us pay for that. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if North Carolina State can get there, there's really no reason we can't. But it, that's why you play the game. It's not on and, paper. And despite the blitz, it was a one-on-one where the defensive tackle beat the guard one-on-one, and he's the one who gets to the quarterback to cause yep. that strip sack. So this is just winning. Even though it's a blitz, you have to win one-on-one battles. I said it uh, when we were recording Monday night with John Kennedy. I think this game is going to be won or lost in the trenches with which defensive line can beat the other offensive line. And that's been a, a, a something that we haven't done great, Aaron, to be quite honest. That's a fact. And it's it's not so much, you know, our defensive tackles. So this clip kind of <laughs> kind of makes us look like we we might have a shot there up the middle. Because, uh, I mean, Tyler Williams and everybody that is in the middle there at defensive tackle if they can beat those guards in a one-on-one situation, we got a chance at, at causing some havoc. Now, the key here is, like I said in the first play, where the wide receivers scramble really well. Hartman can keep the play alive. Our secondary can't give up on the play, neither can the linebackers. Now, last week, uh, Steel Chambers got himself a pick, and I think this is another opportunity where if we can flush Hartman out of the pocket and force him to make a throw downfield like that, this is another opportunity for Steel Chambers to get himself an interception. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Okay. You know, I do like Michael Hall Jr., Tyleek Williams. Yep. 
I do like that matchup for us. That could be really key. It's going to be key because uh, our ends just haven't gotten it done so far. Now, don't get me wrong. I really hope that they do in this game. If there's ever a game for them to come alive for the rest of the season, it's this one. So Absolutely. If, we can, if we can get them awake and alert for this game, it's going to be a good one for us. Absolutely. All right, let's go on to the third and final one here, Aaron. Okay. This one is actually a in the most recent game against Central Michigan where their defense gives up a touchdown run down near the goal line. This is something that's going to be crucial again in this upcoming game for Ohio State. When we get inside the red zone, we have to get seven, not three. We need seven, and that means the offensive line needs to establish the line of scrimmage, get a good push again, and we need our backs to go north and south against these guys. They, they've got some linebackers coming back that didn't play in this game, some, some good athletes. We need to be cognizant of that, but we still need to win at the line of scrimmage. And if we can run the football against Notre Dame, I think – we're gonna we stand a really good chance of winning. So go ahead and break this one down for us. Yep. So notice that they're in eleven personnel. Okay. This is a commonly run uh, formation from Ohio State as well. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of teams run it, but Ohio does it a lot. Uh, so you'll see Cade Stover. Now watch the tight end. Okay. Now that's going to be Cade Stover on Saturday. Maybe G Scott, but watch what he does. Boom! Kicks out the end. Do you see that? That is called a split zone block. Okay, he seals that back. Okay, now Ohio State, historically, at least under Ryan Day, they have ran this play a lot with J.K. Dobbins, uh, Mayan Williams, Travion. This is not a new play, all right? So the fact that Central Michigan was able to do this against Notre Dame in the red zone, that's that's big time for us. Uh, You got big chip. Okay, so fun time, right? Nickname Mm -hmm. for Chip Trianum. And Travion Henderson. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Chip and dip. Get it? What? Speed? Dip? I'm like, dip? Yeah. Like, he like, dipped on him. He's fast. Chip and dip. Come oh, on, boy. Man. Oh, boy. No, <laughs> what am I going to do with you? Work with oh, me. Oh, man. I, that... I, I, I selected this clip, though, because for Ohio State, okay, against Western Kentucky, yes, the offense looked good, but let's be real here. Most of the game, they gave us half a field because they failed on fourth down conversion so many times, Western Kentucky, that is, okay? Notre Dame's not going to do that. They're not going to give us half a field advantage. They're going to punt. We're going to have to sustain drives. So I picked this clip because I wanted to demonstrate that it's possible for us uh, that we could get down into the red zone and we can bully this defensive line. This front six, front seven that they have, we can bully them around. Mm-hmm. I, again, it's 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 uber critical that the offensive and defensive line for Ohio State wins this football game. We've got all they've got a quarterback advantage. Let's admit that. Um, yes. Not that McCord's not good. He just doesn't have the experience that Hartman does. Okay, so they got the quarterback advantage. We've got, I believe, the skill advantage. Absolutely. I believe our wide receivers and our running back are better than what they have. Yes. Um, defensively, that remains to be seen. Um, they are a little bit susceptible in, in the in the backfield, defensive backfield, according to their fans. That's They're a little bit worried about that. Uh, our defensive backs are playing phenomenal can they keep that going they're going up against a very very good quarterback but if there's no one open 
he he's he's not Superman. There okay, be a lot of coverage sacks this Saturday, guys. So this <clears> is a this is a big game, and of course, I will pick my linebackers up against anybody, and my I I I just will. I think Tommy and Steele and and you know even some of our backup linebackers, they're all good. And if we have to play a four three in this game because they're trying to establish the line of scrimmage and run the football because they're worried they can't get open against our corners. Advantage Ohio State. I know Estime is a, a big, big back. He's a big back. But when was the last time we got beat by a big back? I mean, really beat. Well, I can't I even mean, say Derrick Henry because we beat Alabama that year. I mean, I look back at our recent losses. Most of it, most of them were not because of their running back. No, you can't say that uh, you know AETN beat us with Clemson because he's he's no. not actually a big back. He's just fast, and um, and that that was more of the passing attack from Clemson. Right, Trevor Lawrence hurt us more with his legs than the running backs did. The national championship game against Alabama, they just out schemed us with their fast receivers. Yeah, you know, um, and I mean, and who wouldn't when Tommy or not Tommy, but uh, uh, Tough Moreland. <laughs> Is one on one against the fastest guy on their team. I mean, Heisman come on. Trophy winner. Like, oh I don't know who God. designed that play. I'm not going to get on my here, but whoever designed that play should be fired. Oh, wait a minute. He was. <laughs> um, yeah, and the and the other guy just beat beat Alabama because he's the head coach at Texas. But uh, I mean, you look at those things. I just don't think that Estime can beat us. Not. I, I might eat crow. It, but I think if if Notre Dame wins, it's because we couldn't get the we couldn't get to um, uh, to the quarterback, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they just outscored us. You know, if he if we allow him to have time to throw the football, Hartman, if he has if he has time to throw the football, and he has all day in the back pocket, like in the in the backfield, like in the pocket, like that first video you clip you showed us. Mm-hmm. We're in trouble. We've right. got to get a pass rush on him. Make him uncomfortable. If they try to win this game running the football, <clears throat> I think we win all day long. Yes, and I uh, I wanted to bring this up as well, okay? Uh, two weeks in a row now, Lathan Ransom has met a running back in the hole and completely missed the tackle, okay? That cannot happen anymore. All right, he missed against Youngstown. He missed against Western Kentucky this week. Uh, I just watched the game last night because I was at National Guard drill, uh, If for those of you that weren't aware of that. Um, and our tackling, I'm pleased to say, looked much better than it did in the first two games. Other than right? JT's shoulder tackle. Right, other than that, that was garbage. Like He knows better. I yeah, know he, he does. knows better. Yeah. I know he does. Oh, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure there was something said in the film room on Sunday. Had to have been. Like, what What the hell are you doing? You're, one, like, you're supposed to be one of the best defensive players in football, in college football, and you're out there just, please fall down. That's not how this works. No. Especially against Notre Dame. Not no. happening. No. No. No, you're, you're absolutely right. So, awesome job, Aaron, on breaking down the film. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
All right, it's time to talk about how we think this game's going to go. Give our predictions. As always, everybody, put your prediction in the comment section below this video right here on YouTube. The first person who correctly predicts the exact score will get sent an OHIO podcast t-shirt for free. So all you have to do is be the very first one to predict the score correctly, and you will get sent an OHIO podcast t-shirt. But it has to be in the comment section right here below this video on YouTube. So if you're watching this on Facebook, go to the YouTube, go to the chat in the YouTube or the uh, comment section of YouTube. That's where you write your score. Watching this in Rumble, head on over to YouTube, put it there. It's just nice to have it in one centralized place for me. <coughs> that being said, Let's go ahead and give you our predictions. We're going to tell you how we came up with these predictions. And then I have a question about these coaches for these two guys as we head on out of this show. So here's how we predicted the scores. Aaron said he believes it's going to be an Ohio State win, 31 to 27. Chris, you're very close to Aaron. You're at 30 to 24. And I am very close to both of you. In fact, I took one from each of you. And that is not how I planned it. This was literally the score I've come up with. But it just so happened to be very similar to both of you. I'm at 31 to 24. Chris, I'll start with you. How did you come up with your score? I just feel like that both of these defenses are going to have decent games. Um, and I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a struggle to put points on the board. Uh, neither one has had a real, real test against a quality defense yet. Um, and while I think Kyle McCord's coming into his own, you know, Notre Dame is no joke and uh, on defense, and I really feel that this is going to be a defensive struggle. Um, I think the first team to 30 wins, and I think the first team to 30 is Ohio State. Aaron, how'd you come up with your score? Similar reasons to Chris. I think it's just going to be a slugfest. Um, <clears throat> I think it's just going to come down to who has the ball last, and I think it's going to be Ohio State with the ball last, and I think it's going to take a touchdown to win it. I think that that's that's kind of how I saw it playing out in my head. I think it's going to be real back and forth, slugfest type game, and it's going to come down to who's got the ball last. This is this this game has become a coin flip to me. Um, let me, for full disclosure, before the Western Kentucky game, I was going to pick Notre Dame to win this game. Full Same. disclosure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. After the Western Kentucky game, I thought to myself, these teams are maybe a little bit more even than I thought they were. And given the trajectory of what we saw so far this season for Ohio State, given the fact we have more experienced coach leading the way which is a rarity and a lot of <laughs> a lot of times for Ryan Day usually in a big game it's the guy across from him who has the experience not this game I also feel like what I saw in that defense last Saturday if they can bottle that up replicate that and put that back on the field in South Bend we will win this football game the flying around, the intensity, the creating turnovers, the energy, the juice, as the kids say, that's going to be the difference. So here's my final question for you guys. What Ryan Day do we get? Do we get angry Ryan Day or do we get nice guy Ryan Day? 
because we've seen both. And in these big games, when we get angry Ryan Day, aggressive Ryan Day, he's a totally different play caller than nice guy Ryan Day, which is what we saw in game one in Indiana. That's nice guy Ryan Day. Angry Ryan Day is what we saw in quarter number two. You know, chucking the ball down the field, setting things up. What are we going to get, Aaron? Angry Ryan Day? I think we're going to get a range of emotions, Ryan Day. <laughs> I think it's going to start off nice guy, and then as the team kind of settles into the game, I think he's going to start cranking it up a little bit, and then we see angry Ryan Day by the end of it, and I think that's what gives us the edge. Chris, what a Ryan Day are we going to see? We need angry Ryan Day. We need, uh, we, we need peeved off Ryan Day right out of the gate. I want to see him stomp a mud hole and and Freeman and walk it dry. I really do. I want to see him go out there and get aggressive and attack and attack and attack. And I want to see him pound the football on the ground to open up that passing game. And then I want to see two of those 75-yard bombs downfield. And you know what? Come the fourth quarter, if we're up a couple touchdowns and he puts Devin Brown in, I want to see him keep throwing the ball. And keep being aggressive. And if he could bury these little leprechauns, nothing in the world would make me happier. Way to keep it G-rated, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, great restraint you've shown right there. <laughs> Stop at these leprechauns. <laughs> oh, Chris, we love you, man. All right, guys. Please like, share, subscribe. Again, push your... Put your predictions down in the comment section below. We want to hear from you and see what you guys think of the game. Who knows? You might win a free T-shirt from us, man. All right, guys. Have a great game. Enjoy this football game. These don't come around very often. In fact, this is only the sixth time in my lifetime that Ohio State – sixth time in all of our lifetimes – that Ohio State and Notre Dame have squared off. And until they join the Big Ten, we might not see this again unless it's in the college football playoff. So I really expected another crack from Aaron there about my age. When you yeah, said six times in all our lifetime. I hey, thought Twitter, about – Don't forget if they're in Northeast Ohio or Pittsburgh to come out and join us Saturday for that game watch yeah. party. That's right. Right across from PNC Park, Mike's Beer Bar. We're going to have a great time with Wargo and the OSU Alumni Club of Pittsburgh. Um, Hopefully we have a great turnout and we have a tremendous Buckeye win. All right, guys. Remember, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. It's in Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. Till next time, OH. I owe. I owe. Go Bucks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.